When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you do it, Chris? How would you replace TJ Watt? That's the task that Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, and the powers that be at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex have to contend with this week. And a good Tuesday afternoon to you all, a Tomlin Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, on the South Side Beat, as we are every Monday through Friday. 3 until 3.30-ish Eastern here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. How do you do it, Chris? I have two words on how you do it, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Uh, I mean, there, there's a few different ways. I'm, I'm obviously going to be a lot more long-winded about it. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got a uh, – well, number one, like Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig both really have to step up. Um um robert i don't know where you're getting this from i never agreed to this i never agreed to this i only agreed to that if the steelers won the super bowl well you ask will they and the answer is no we won't oh okay robert ask if we will shave our beards i misread that no i will not be you ask if we will shave our beards i i said when it was prompted i don't know if it was by you robert or somebody else whenever i was prompted i said that i would do it if the steelers won the super bowl They've got to beat Buffalo and then go on the road and beat Baltimore again with, you know, Baltimore's a team on the road. Then they got to beat either Kansas city, Houston or Cleveland on the road. And then they've got to go to the super bowl and probably beat San Francisco. Sure. I, there's a long way to go before we start talking about putting razor in my face. Um, but in terms of replacing TJ Watt, um, yeah, I mean, it, first off, it starts, it starts with Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig taking advantage of opportunities. Um, I, I even like put it on Alex Highsmith, uh, to, to really step up. Uh, I, <laughs> that's what I said, man. I didn't, I didn't, I never agreed to do it until it was after the Super Bowl. They got to anyway. win the, they got to win the Super Bowl, but, um, yeah. Uh, but the other big thing there is, uh, yeah, I mean, the best way to do it is to minimize what the defense has to has to do, and that's hold on to the football for as long as you can. Keep Josh Allen and that offense on the sideline, and the best way to do that is to run the football. Okay, I mean, like just completely dominate the clock, dominate possession, keep that offense on the sideline. They can't do anything standing there with their helmets in their hands. Uh, that, yeah, I'm, that, that's just, that's just the best way to do it, and uh, I, I think. Uh, I think at this point, it's you're hoping to slow down Buffalo's offense enough, and I don't think you're looking at neutralizing them. I think you're just looking at how can we pull them to more field goals than touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, and the Steelers can really control the clock and find ways to finish drives more often than not, then you stand a chance of winning the football game. Steven says, best depth behind TJ he has ever had, and I would tend to agree with that, actually. Yeah. I agree that Nick Herbig and Marcus Golden are very, very fine replacements for a guy like TJ Watt. However, mm-hmm. however, I said I had two words. Yep. That's how do you replace TJ Watt? 
You don't. No, no. You don't. DJ Watt. Now, that's not to disrespect Nick Herbig or Marcus Golden. It's not disrespect I, to anybody. <laughs> it's TJ Watt. <laughs> what we're talking about. This is the prospective defensive player of the year that we're talking about. The only mm-hmm. player in NFL history that has accrued, that has led the league in sacks three times. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, no disrespect intended again, we're not talking about Cole Holcomb or Quad Alexander or Keanu Neal or any of the other pieces the Steelers have lost on their defense. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about a future Hall of Famer in his prime. We're talking about a generational talent at his position. That's what we're talking about in his prime. When yeah. he's The Steelers are 1-10 in 10 all time without TJ since 2017. Here's here's the difference, and I'm and I and these are all just numbers. The difference that TJ is when TJ plays a full game, the Steelers allow 19 points a game. When TJ is hurt and doesn't play, they average 26.3 points given up. He's a whole touchdown difference of a game. In, yeah. in the, he's a whole touchdown per game. Do you know how insane that is? Yeah, that, a guy that's that valuable to a team. I and yes, Frank. Yes, he gets the interceptions, the force fumbles, all of that. But it's about the play-to-play pressure and the play-to-play assignment that he brings. He draws constant double teams, constant mm. chips, some triple teams. Yep, he draws so much attention, which opens things up, of course, for Cam Hayward, Keanu Benton, Alex Highsmith, etc. Yeah, you have to chip. And double Marcus Golden or Nick Herbig. You don't have to do it if you're Buffalo. And there's another, there's even another, another layer to this too. It's not just about what TJ does. It's also about what Buffalo does well. And here's a stat. Here's a stat brought to you by Matt Williamson. The Bills allow. Yeah, yeah. The Bills allow 1.4 sacks per game, the best in the league. At home, that number drops all the way down to 1.1 per game, which is easily the best in the league. So the Bills are already fantastic at, number one, keeping Josh Allen clean, and then Josh Allen keeps himself clean as well by his escapability. So even with T.J. Watt in the lineup, they were going to have a hard time getting Josh Allen to the ground anyway. I know everybody's going to try to remember the season opener in 2021, I think it was, where T.J. Watt was absolutely ridiculous and terrorized Josh Allen all day long. That doesn't mean that it would happen again. You know, week one in September is much different than playing in the elements and 30 mile an hour winds and potential snow in January. You know, it's it's a very, very different situation here. This and it's also a different team. This is it just because like even like I said, even if TJ Watt was playing, it doesn't mean that they were going to all of a sudden be able to get to Josh Allen. They were going to have a hard time doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And now it's so at that point, it's like, do you do you just cut off your face to spite your nose to you know, just like, well, let, let's try to get after, or is there a different way to try to defend this, this bill's offense instead of saying, okay, well we have to bring an extra guy now. Well, you can't afford to do that because you got Stefan Diggs to worry about. You have Dalton Kincaid to worry about. You've yeah. got uh, James cook out of the backfield to worry about. Oh yeah. And you still got to have a spy for Josh Allen. So there's different ways. You're going to have to be creative in how to defend this bill's offense without trying to be, absolutely like th- like completely dedicated to we have to sack the quarterback when it's the team that's best at protecting their quarterback. 
Now, the defense is getting back Demonte KZ and should, I will say, have Minka Fitzpatrick back as well, which mm-hmm. tremendously help all of that. But as you just said, they have to contend with, obviously, Stephon Diggs. Obviously, a potential in Gabe Davis. James Cook has been running it amazingly for them. Kincaid and Knox at tight end. Mike Tomlin highlighted those two guys. And we all know how badly the Steelers have struggled to defend tight ends, especially in the second half of the season. Buffalo has a lot of ways to hurt the Steelers. And yeah, it's easy to sit here and say, well, no TJ means they could bring Minka up in the box. They could bring Roe up in the box. They could bring KZ up in the box. Yeah, they can do all of that. But what happens when, you know, the one off chance you blitz Minka or you blitz KZ and there's Kincaid standing there wide open in the seam for a 25, 30 yard game. I mean, that's inevitable, believe it or not. That's inevitable in this game. I'm going to expect one or two big plays from the tight ends, if not Stephon Diggs as well. Because (laughs) having TJ Watt is so impactful to the rest of the defense. All three layers benefit from what TJ Watt is able to do. And you know what? Also, I'll say this too. TJ Watt also benefits from some of the coverage that Pat P has been doing at safety and Eric Rowe and Joey Porter Jr. being a guy that can shadow the top receivers. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of that benefit comes because of T.J. Watt. Again, not to discredit Highsmith, not to discredit Herbig, who I think has been fantastic as a rookie when he's called upon, not to discredit Marcus Golden, who played well against the Ravens. But I think that I'm – let me put it this way. I'm not going to go full doomsday on the Steelers because Watt's out. But I'm also not going to sit here and act like things are fine either. This is a significant – significant loss. And I'm not going to sit here and act like putting Nick Herbing and Marcus Golden in for TJ Watt is a one-to-one thing because it simply isn't. No, I mean, and to your point, you know, again, you know, you can't replace TJ Watt. You know, we talked about this last year when uh, TJ went down in the season opener with the, with the pec injury and missed the subsequent seven games. Like you, you, you can't replace what he does. Um, Now, is TJ the only reason why they lost all of those games? Well, they, they won, I think, one of them. I can't remember. They're one yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I think I think one one of those. I think that one win wasn't during was during that stretch. It was the Bucks game. Yeah, and so um, what was TJ being out the only reason why they lost those games? No, there were some games that they should have won in there despite not having TJ. The offense was terrible. They weren't running the football. There was a lot of there was a lot of other reasons why they lost some of those games. TJ being out certainly didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the way this offense is playing now, that is a bit of a ch- uh, uh, of a game changer here. Um, it, should you be concerned that TJ is not playing? Absolutely, be concerned. He's this, he's their he's their best player, and any yeah. team anytime a team is missing their best player, that's reason to be concerned because mm-hmm. Buffalo will have their best player. Um, and he just happens to play the quarterback position. Um, the Steelers' best player isn't the quarterback, and the only guy who, uh, one of the main guys, if not the main guy, who could help slow down their best player, and the Steelers don't have that guy. So, yeah, there's absolutely reason to be concerned. But as we're, we've been kind of talking about, there are ways to combat that, not necessarily completely neutralize it, but there are ways to combat it. There are ways to... Um, make it not be as much of a of a factor and still find a way to win the game. Because if this does end up becoming a bit of a slugfest on the ground because of the elements, I actually think the Steelers 
probably are, are a little bit more favored to to kind of prevail from that. I think they're built to better uh, to do that better. Uh, I think the Bills rely much on what they can do through the air, or at least how they can have how Josh Allen can um, improvise and, and be able to run off of like what he does in, in the passing game as well. It's not just a lineup under center and hand the ball off. That's not that. That's not what the Bills' offense is. The Steelers, if it gets to that type of a game, are built more for that. Counterpoint, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. the Steelers just beat the Ravens by seven points. Um, largely, obviously, because Najee ran it so well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. However, let's not lose sight that Mason Rudolph completed eighteen to twenty passes. No. When your quarterback completes passes at an efficiency like that, I mean, you can open anything up. With the weather in Buffalo, you can't sit here and expect Mason to do that again. I, I can't. I can't. I can't go into this Buffalo game with the same idea that Najee's going to pick up and the offensive line is going to pick up from from a running standpoint because I don't expect Mason to do the same thing as far as completion percentage and being efficient and getting the ball out quickly and making those kind of choices. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, there's the execution element to it too. You know, they're one play away the Deontay Johnson touchdown from that being a tie game essentially. Yeah. If you want to if you want to frame it that way. So, yeah, Mike, you may not be able to expect Allen to do that, but Allen's running abilities sure a hell a lot better than Mason's. Yeah. It is way better than Mason's. So that's another thing they have to game plan for. The yeah. Steelers, I mean. The no. Bills don't have to game plan for Mason Rudolph running designed runs and, and power counters and, 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 and you know, uh, pissed out of the pistol and, and running read option. You don't have to worry about that with Mason Rudolph. What you have to worry about is him completing quick passes in the quick game and then doing those couple of shots to George or Deontay every here and then, stopping those and then stuffing the run. So I would actually give a greater chance of the Steelers offense becoming more one-dimensional than I do the Bills. And again, a large part of that is because of TJ's absence. Um, real, real will, quick, I... Well, real quick also, let's keep in mind that one of those 11 times the Steelers play without TJ was against the Bills. October mm-hmm. 9 of last year, 38-3 to Bills win. Josh Allen, 20-31, 4-24, four touchdowns and a pick. Now, he's not going to be able to do that again, obviously, it's because a very, of the very different game. It's a very, very different game. I almost I almost didn't want to even bring that game up. I it, think it's it, a fair game. I don't. I honestly don't. They're two completely different teams. Even the Bills aren't the same team that they were at that point. Um, the Steelers definitely aren't the same team. I don't even think the Steelers are the same team in the second half of last season, much less where they are now. Um, just like I don't, I almost didn't want to, which is honestly why I made the point of, you know, even if TJ were playing, you can't expect him to, to pull off another 2021 season opener the way he did, you know, against the bills in their stadium. Right. I wouldn't expect that to happen again, because that was just one of those performances that you just, you put that, you know, you hang that up on the, on, on the mantle, or you, you put that up on the mantle. You remember it, man, remember that TJ game again, where he just completely terrorized Josh Allen and that Buffalo offense. Like, yeah, that was an awesome game. That won't happen every single time. You just can't, you know, you can't just expect that to happen. Just like I don't, I, I think of the Steelers play. I don't expect this to be another, I was there at that game. I covered that game. That was literally a, a, an instance of, Almost everything that could have gone wrong for the Steelers went wrong, and just about everything that went right for the for the Bills went right. Mm-hmm. Uh- 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. B. Phil, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I mean, we 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 have to be realistic about the situation the Steelers are in. We just have to, I think. Yeah, but you know, we also like, and and that's why you know we're we're bringing up like different different perspectives here because, yeah, the elements can can have have an effect on how both teams throw the football. And if there's 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, that will affect how you throw the football. Sure. But let's also not pretend that Mason Rudolph's that all of Mason Rudolph's best throws have been bombs down the field. A couple of them have, but I mean, shoot the very first, I mean, uh, of all of his, I mean, the very first long touchdown was a slant to George Pickens. I just let, you know, get, get the, get the right read, make the right throw, let Pickens do his thing after the catch. You know, I would even say that you could make the same throw that Mason made to Deontay in this, in 20 to 30 mile an hour, mile an hour winds, um, like as that Baltimore game, I would, yeah. you could, you could make that same throw. That wasn't like something where you've got to, you've got to air it out and the wind's going to affect the blow it one way or the other. That was a missile that you're throwing with, you know, what, 15, 20 air yards. You can absolutely make that throw in that kind of wind. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do, but Mason's got a strong enough arm to do it. Um, you don't need to be able to do that. What the Steelers need to be able to do is, find ways to put Buffalo in the same conundrum that they've, that they put Seattle in, that they kind of put the Ravens in, in, into a point is we're going to run the football. And if you're going to overset your, if you're going to sell out and try to stop us from running the football, then we're going to take advantage of you bringing extra guys into the box. Yeah. That's what the Steelers have been, been able to do with Mason Rudolph, a quarterback that they weren't able to do when Kenny Pickett was a quarterback because teams were able to stop the stop, um, stack the box and stop the run. The difference now is that the Steelers are making defenses pay for it when they do that. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, then defenses have to back off, and then that allows Najee and Jalen to eat. Yeah. Uh, Brian says the Bills are too Josh Allen dependent. Real quick, James Cook was fourth in the NFL in rushing with 1122 yards. Um, he only had two touchdowns, but they gave him the ball 237 times. That's 10th in the NFL. So they are not Josh Allen dependent, I don't think. Um, a couple other quick hits right here. Um, are we dealing with give up Corey? No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to temper the whole hype thing of well, TJ's out, they can replace him, no problem. Oh, I don't think anybody's thinking. That. I don't well, think anybody's thinking yeah. to that, to that level. But I'm also not going to sit here and try to say Nick Herbig, Marcus Golden, is is the, you know the sum is greater than the, that one part of TJ Watt. I don't think yeah. it is. Uh, Mr. CJ asked, "Are you surprised Mike Vrabel got fired?" He is. I am, and I'm not. But I also don't think that the problems in Tennessee are his fault. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's way worse things going on in Tennessee than than Mike Vrabel. So uh, Sam says, you all, I think this is more about me, negative and scary. They even said the Steelers wouldn't make the playoffs. If you sat there after they lost to the Cardinals, the Patriots, and the Colts in back-to-back-to-back weeks and sat there and said to yourself, you know what, they're going to make it. 
you're lying to yourself. You're lying to me. You're lying yeah, to Chris. You're I, lying to I yourself. You're lying think, to everybody else. Don't do it. I don't think anybody was stamping the ticket, the, the Steelers ticket to the playoffs whenever they fell to seven and seven after a seven and four start. I, I don't, I don't think that, especially when two of those losses were against two and 10 teams. Let's, let's not play revisionist history here and, 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 and you know, pr- and try to make anybody sound bad by, I mean, this team was in a bad, bad spot three games ago. They were in a bad spot. They were on a three-game skid, two absolutely terrible games, and really three terrible games, but two really bad games against two terrible teams. Um, and and not only that, but then you were you had like you had Steelers alumni like from all over, including Bill Cowher, questioning some things that were going on on the South Side because of the effort that was being put on the field by some of the most prominent players on, on this team. There was, there was, um, this team was an, at, 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 at a low, low point and everybody had reason to be concerned about that. If anybody was sitting there saying, you know, while all the chaos is going around them, they're just sitting still going, Oh, this team's going to make the playoffs. You're congratulations. Cause you're one of the very, very few that, that were, that was doing that. Um, Spice uh, Spice Creation says nobody was saying that, but the Bills will have to deal with, uh, with a lot too. They will. Yeah. Um, let's not forget though. These either. are two. These are two of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. Buffalo well, felt that too, as Spice says, six and six. Yeah. And then they raffled off five in a row after the bye, including a stomping of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, in which James Cook ran for a lot and the uh, the Bills put up a lot of yards. So, like, this is a team. Yeah, they're hot and cold, and I'll acknowledge that, but. I, I I don't want to, I, with Buffalo at least with Josh Allen and Buffalo. Yeah. I don't tend to lean to think that they're going to go cold. I tend to lean to think they're going to be hot, if that makes sense. Yeah. I view them as a team that's more likely to do well than not, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're. It, whenever you have a franchise quarterback like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, you kind of have to. Not you don't completely throw the regular season out the window, but you kind of have to to a certain extent. Because, for example, if the Steelers were playing the Chiefs this weekend, I don't think anybody should rightly be going into that game thinking Chiefs don't. The Chiefs are very beatable. They don't look scary at all. Travis Kelsey slowing down. Patrick Mahomes hadn't been great. The way that I would go into that game is look at what Patrick Mahomes has done in the playoffs over the past few seasons. I don't want to play that guy. Um, now you have to deal with it. There's a chance the Steelers might have to do that. If they did, it would be in the AFC Championship. Um, you just can't just assume that he's going to play his worst game. If it happens, then great. Absolutely fantastic and good for the Steelers. But you can't just go in with a default of saying, oh, well, the Bills are a volatile team and they're just going to be bad that day. No, you have to assume that they're going to they're going to play their best ball and they've been playing their best ball as of late. It's not like this is a team that kind of fell into the playoffs. I saw somebody saying they barely made the playoffs. Yeah. But again, did they start off hot and then kind of fall into the playoffs like the Steelers did in 2020? Or did they pull off like more of a 2005 Steelers thing and have like a mid season, like, Oh crap, are we even going to make it anymore? And then pull off a gigantic win streak to get into the playoffs and you're going in hot. That's the way the bills have made it into the playoffs. Yeah. So this is a team you don't want to play right now because they are hot. Steelers are hot too. This is why this is one of the, to me, one of the more interesting matchups this weekend, because 
I'm kind of throwing out the regular season for both teams because right now both teams are playing really good football. Okay. Let me let me let me put it to you this way, okay? Since the bye week, okay, over the last five games, which is how this is how I want to analyze Buffalo. I'm throwing out the six and six, to be honest with you. This is how I want to analyze Buffalo. Over the five game win streak, they have scored at least 20 points in every game. Mm -hmm. Over the five game win streak, the maximum amount of points they have allowed is 22. Over the five game win streak, they have allowed the the opposition to score 17 or fewer points three times. Over the five game win streak, they have won four one score games. The other game was a 31 to 10 pounding of Dallas at home. That's what this bills team is. And, and look, I'll ask you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Okay. To all of those facts, I just listed the maximum amount of points. The bills let up was 22 in that five game win streak. Do you trust the Steelers to put up more than 22 points? I wouldn't say trust, but it, it I mean, it, again, the elements have a, have a big, have a big, um, okay. Fair. Uh, I mean, the, the elements have a, have a big impact on that. They really do. Take um, a touchdown away either way. Then how about that? Is that fair? Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I, I really, I really look at it as a game by game basis. I don't look at it as, oh, well, the Bengals okay. or the Bills are averaging this amount of points in per game. So, or they're not allowing X amount of points because, the Bills now. I, I don't. I, I'd have to look at all the all the five teams that they've beaten over that time. Now the Cowboys are one of them. The Dolphins are one of them. But I don't think that any of those teams are built the same way the Steelers are built because the Steelers are built a little bit differently than most teams in the NFL. Because most teams in the NFL are built with something going through, especially the, the teams that are in the playoffs. They're very quarterback central as is the rest of the league. The, the league is mainly a quarterback central league. Steelers really aren't that right now. Their offense will go as the running game goes. What Mason Rudolph has done, and which is why the offense has hit another level with that, is because Mason Rudolph is making defenses pay for when they oversell to stop the run. Okay. And that is the, that is the thing. That's, again, why I'm so interested in this match. Right. And, and, and look, if it sounds like I'm overselling the Bills, I might be. I might be just a little bit. I, I, I'm more confident in Buffalo, and I think Buffalo is the toughest team the Steelers could have faced out of them, Kansas City, and Miami. So I'm not going to undersell that. Yeah, I, I get it. The Bills had to play their way in, essentially, in the final day of the post uh, of the regular season. So the Steelers. And, and yeah, they still started. <laughs> well, so do the Steelers. Yeah. And they started 6-6. Six and six. I get all of that. But I think the likelihood of Buffalo playing well is greater than the likelihood of them not playing well. And that's what this is kind of loosely based on. And, oh, by the way, the Steelers have to go without the prospective defensive player of the year. So yeah. that's that's what I'm going for here. That's what I'm getting at here. I'm, I'm not – and look, I'm not doomsdaying anything, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be a blowout Buffalo's favor. In fact, spoiler, I think the Buffalo, I think Buffalo wins, but the Steelers cover nine and a half. I think it's a one-score game. Yeah, I, 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 I would not just just the way I'm looking at it right now. At the bare minimum, I am not. I, I'm definitely not betting the points on that one. Like I'm definitely thinking the Steelers at, at least cover. Yeah. Um. That just just because of the elements alone having the impact on the game. Plus, again, if the Steelers play that 
they for if the Steelers can force the Bills to play that grind it out type of game, just make the Bills play. Like these are the elements we're playing, and you're gonna play in them. Like you're real. Like this is the type of football game we're gonna play. The Steelers stand a much better chance. And as a lot of the comment, uh, the, the the people have said in the comments. Let's not pretend that the Bills are completely careful with the football either. Josh Allen throws a lot of interceptions. James Cook has fumbled the ball quite a bit. If the Steelers, if the Steelers can make the Bills pay for their mistakes, the Ravens weren't able to do that in this past game, right? The Steelers made the Ravens pay for their mistakes in the first game when they played Baltimore. Ravens dropped all those passes. The Steelers ultimately prevailed. The Ravens didn't make the Steelers ultimately pay for all of their mistakes in this past game. The Jalen Warren fumble, the 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 Mason Rudolph fumble because Dan Moore couldn't block and they missed out on three points. All those little bitty mistakes, the Ravens didn't make him pay for it. If the, if Josh Allen throws a pick, you go get points. You make the you make the Bills pay for it. If James Cook fumbles, you recover and you recover it. You make the you make the Bills the Bills pay for it. That is how another way the Steelers can do it is they should give you opportunities to shoot themselves in the foot and make them pay for it when, whenever they do. All right. We have to get out of here a couple minutes early today. Um, tomorrow's a quarterback Wednesday on the South side. So we will hear from Mason Rudolph about making the start. Uh, we'll, we'll shift our focus a little bit here to the offense of the Steelers and how they can replicate the replicate this success they've had over the last three games it's been really a pleasure to see what mason rudolph's been able to do and mike tomlin said it today riding with the hot hand we're not disrupting the apple cart so we will see uh we'll we'll see exactly if mason rudolph could do it again uh as for now remember you can find us on apple podcast google play and spotify dk and ramon are coming up live here on dk pittsburgh sports on YouTube at 4 p.m., so in just over 30 minutes. But for now, he's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. This has been the Southside Beat. Really good discussion today. You all brought it today. Great job. So did you, Chris. Great job. Great job by me, I guess. We will talk to you (laughs) on Wednesday. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.